Amid changes in the ecosystem of physician-owned medical practices, private equity firms have emerged as influential players. The rapid growth of private equity investment throughout medical specialties has generated considerable interest in possible downstream effects on both physicians and patients. I'm Stephen Morrissey, Managing Editor of the New England Journal of Medicine, and I'm talking with Jane Ju, an Assistant Professor of Medicine at Oregon Health and Science University. Dr. Ju has co-authored a perspective article about investment by private equity firms in physician practices. Dr. Ju, could you start by talking a bit about private equity in general and why a private equity company might be interested in acquiring a medical practice? So private equity is a source of private investment in a company that isn't publicly traded. And these firms are typically funded by institutional investors like pension funds, university endowments, foundations, or by accredited investors that are members of the public. We've been seeing private equity investment in the healthcare sector for many years now with nursing homes and hospitals, physician staffing and management firms, and more recently, physician practices. And there are several reasons why physician practices may be attractive to these investors. The physician practice landscape allows these private equity firms to enter a local or regional market and quickly consolidate smaller practices under unified management and can generate cost savings and profit. A second reason for the growth in investment in physician practices is that the outpatient sector is strong and growing. And this has been driven in part by policy and payment reforms that are shifting care increasingly from inpatient to outpatient settings. So once a private equity firm acquires a medical practice, what steps does it usually take to make the practice more profitable? You talked about centralized management. Are there other things that happen? Yes, private equity often implements a number of strategies to create value. And these strategies might differ across different specialties and different healthcare sectors. But one strategy that's used in the physician practice landscape often is what some call a so-called roll-up strategy. In this strategy, a private equity firm might buy a platform practice. And that's usually one that has good clinical reputation, good geographic footprint, has brand recognition, has a good share of patients, may be very profitable and doing well financially. And then the private equity firm will roll up other practices, which can be referring providers or competitors. And then this quickly becomes a story of consolidation, how to solidify market power, how to increase patient volume or a practice's market share of patients, how to redirect referrals internally within the practice and take advantage of market power to negotiate higher rates with insurers and lower costs with suppliers. And so these are all ways to generate higher profit margins. But simultaneously, I should say, the private equity firm may restructure the governance of a company so that organizational decisions are made through a board on which a private equity investor sits. Or perhaps they may restructure the way that employees are paid or have benefits. And finally, they might engage in operational improvements like billing or administrative efficiencies, adoption of electronic health records, implementation of quality improvement initiatives, systems learning or restructuring to meet the demands of value-based payment programs or other complex reforms. And these mechanisms are all ways that private equity may help to build the value of the physician practice 
so that a sale of the practice in three to seven years can be highly profitable. So with all of that, what's the effect on the physicians themselves, both from a financial point of view and from a quality of life point of view? I think this is a great question and one that is deserving of further study. On its face value, I think the reason that private equity investment in physician practices is of interest to so many people is because the goal of maximizing profit and extracting value for investors may conflict with physicians' goals around patient care and specifically what constitutes value for patients and the health system at large. We have a lot of sources of concern, and many other people have written about this, around the unforeseen or unintended consequences of private equity involvement in healthcare, particularly on physician autonomy and satisfaction and burnout, but also downstream on patient outcomes. I think early research in the hospital and nursing home space are really suggestive of some potential changes in financial indicators, in staffing, potentially in quality of care, and even patient mortality. But the data is really far from conclusive. And the small body of evidence that exists really can't be extrapolated to physician practices, in my opinion, because practices generate revenues in different ways from hospitals and nursing homes, and they're very heterogeneous. And so many more questions have been raised in this area than we have answers right now. Looking at regulation, what steps have policymakers and regulators taken to limit these potential negative effects of investment by private equity firms? And what more do you think should be done at the regulatory level? I think at the very start, we need greater transparency. We don't really have great data sources currently available on physician practice ownership to begin with. And then when it comes to private equity acquisitions, it's even more opaque. As you can imagine, due to the nature of these private transactions, private equity isn't required to announce acquisitions. So any monitoring and tracking activity that currently exists is really based on what they choose to publicly disclose. The other thing is that current data really underestimates this activity overall, particularly among smaller practices, smaller transactions. And much of the data that's collected on private equity is proprietary and isn't readily accessible to the public. So a first step to better monitoring and regulation is to understand exactly what's happening. And to understand exactly what's happening, we have to be able to collect this data and transparently on transactions and practice ownership more broadly. Finally, for small physician practices, what strategies, if any, are there for remaining independent, remaining financially viable at a time when competitors are becoming bigger, more consolidated, more powerful? That is really a symptom of broader trends towards corporatization and consolidation in medicine and healthcare. We're facing a changing ecosystem, and the more that outside investors consolidate physician practices, I believe the harder it is for other independent practices to remain independent. And I think this is almost like a game of dominoes. Physician practices need forms of outside capital, and this is made all the more apparent with the COVID-19 pandemic, during which smaller practices have really struggled to remain financially viable. And this opens up the door potentially for more outside investment and for more practices to be open to being bought out. 
ultimately, I don't know what the solution is, and I don't know where the new equilibrium will settle out, but I expect that this is something that all of us will be watching very closely. Thank you, Dr. Ju.